Hey folks, welcome. This is Daniel Rashid with the Daniel Rashid Real Estate Show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this track. Let me know what your thoughts are. Subscribe to the channel. And if there's any questions, just let me know. Maybe we can address it in an episode. Thank you very much. Take care. first-time buyers and there's so much advantage there there's a bunch of different products we can look at so let's say first-time investor you know uh, they started reading some Robert Kiyosaki they're all amped up they're getting to bigger pockets uh, maybe they're listening to some Grant Cardone or whoever the guy may be book may be podcaster may be and they're revved up hey let's just get out there and start doing it I've done my numbers let's do my research they've been knocking on doors they've been driving around looking at residential, multi-unit, commercial. And they scope out something they like. But first off, let's talk about commercial. Commercial is just not going to work for a first-time investor. I don't think it should be. It's not a practical choice. There's so much advantage to your first-time buy, whether that be probably a duplex or single-family. You could go bigger if you'd like, but... With a single family, you can take advantage of a 95% loan to value, likely even get 5% cash back. Uh, If the interest rate makes sense, of course. So you're talking 5% down, getting into your first buy, which leaves a lot of cash equity for yourself uh, or liquid cash that you could use. And as well, you can avoid land transfer tax for your first purchase in Prince Edward Island anyways. I'm not sure how the rest of Canada works, but I'm pretty sure there would be some advantages for your first purchase. I know the RRSPs, you could use those for your first purchase and then pay back over your taxes over the next X amount of years. And it really, you could just pay back the very minimum, you know, 10, 20 years before you're done. So, so that's, a, that's, a, that's an advantage. So land transfer tax, using your investment uh, infusion, and going 5% down on a place. That's great. Okay, so we have our scope. We have our money together. We're ready to go and buy. Um, and we bid on a place. We win the bid. Great. You know, we're in the door. We're there. We're bringing our friends and family through because that's what we do. We love doing that. You know, we want to talk about it with people that we care about. Uh, show our spouse or our loved one the home, your father, your mother, uh, your carpenter buddy and you did your numbers and i'm talking after after a little bit it's not the first house you go and see but after a little bit you've been you've been um educated to a degree that you've done your numbers and enough and looked at enough properties to know that this is it you've always got to do your research but this is the property that you're going to engage in okay so it's in front of you and you're 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 rolling the ball's rolling So you talk to uh, a few of your friends and you've done your due diligence. You had your professionals look at it. You're happy with it. But you may have some friends and families that don't particularly like the investment. Naysayers. Roof's caving in. Walls are caving in. Oh, I'm worried about it. You know, rental market's not that good. You know, you might lose money on this. They're expressing their concerns to you that I had multi-units and it never worked out for me, that I ran rentals and it never worked out for me. I remember when he did that and the tenants used to call him all the time. 
it didn't work out for them. That doesn't mean it's not going to work out for you. When you've done your numbers and your due diligence, there's some things that you can't measure, of course, but you can make it work. You can make it work. There's always a way. That's the beauty of this industry. There's always a way to make it work, and if it doesn't, there's going to be another way to do it. No doubt. You make a bad choice, but if you bought smart, you made a bad choice. You're in the city center, close to a hospital, that kind of district, you'll never lose. I guarantee it. Hold me to that. <laughs> you'll never lose if you do your dude. You, you got to put your work in. This is not just any kind of business. You know, it's not just, oh, I bought it passive income. That passive income is actually working income. You got to work for it. You got to screen those tenants. Not unless you're rolling and you're buying a 50 unit. And still, you know, you got to do your work on a 50 unit anyways. But, but, but at least you'd have management in place to take care of the nitty gritty of it. But as long as your operation costs are good, but you don't know nothing about that kind of investment. Unless you're on the ground and at least you work one door. You got to work one door or you got to be around it. You got to feel the sweat. And then you'll know. But listening to naysayers will never get you there. You'll never, you'll never be to sweat, because you won't own anything. If you go to listen to them, it's very negative, constant barraging of, of, of negativity. Sometimes from the closest people that are around us. It may prohibit you from taking the right action to purchase something, make it happen. You know, to be honest, one of the first places I bought, I didn't consult with anybody. I did my own due diligence. I hired my professionals, whether that be home inspections. We can talk about that some other time about home inspections and what they really do provide. And it's kind of a, it's an iffy area. Uh, anyways, contractors you can bring on. I brought my own crews on. Did my own due diligence. Brought my own insurance crews on. Evaluated the property didn't tell a soul about it until it was done best move i've made best move i made i'm the one on the floor doing the research i'm the one that's all about it not unless i had a friend who's really into it and i mean into the business doing exactly what i'm doing whether that be buying single family homes that first buy was a triplex for me it was awesome i moved into one side Rented the other two out, got in for 5%. Two rents coming in. Got out of there quick, rented all three of the units. And then I just rented a place, and I owned that spot, and I rented it to the T's, you know. <laughs> made some money on it. Best move I made. Sometimes naysayers are not your friends, and they're going to hold you back. And you got to evaluate and use your knowledge. It doesn't mean don't flat out, don't listen to them. But sometimes letting them in, if you can't evaluate the knowledge that they're spitting out to you or take step back and, and just view it in a different light and you're getting overwhelmed with it, it's best to cut that person out until the deal is done, then reintroduce them to the property after the fact. For instance, if there's a problem with the roof, you get a roofer in. Even if they've, they're carpenters or whatever, you get a roofer in to look at that roof. Evaluate the cost of it. 
see what you're dealing with. If they're going to say, oh, the place is old, it's going to fall in. Well, the place has been there for a hundred some years. It possibly could happen to you, but the odds are very unlikely that it does. The deal is done. You have insurance on the building. You're going to be fine. If anything, you'll have a new roof. You don't want it. No one wants that. But that kind of talk is going to hold you back. If that cash flow is coming out of that building and it's good, then just make the investment. Make it happen. You can't always listen to them, man. You're not doing this work. I'm the one doing it. <laughs> I'm the one buying. Who are you to say that stuff? I'll get the roofer in to evaluate the roof. Things change all the time, too. When you're looking at places, you may think of it as a single-family home, but you may rent it out for rooms. You may cut it up um, and go through the proper uh, your proper regulations and your city boards to chop up a single-family into four units, which is always a good thing. The cost is heavy. Sometimes it's not worth the bother. So you always have to evaluate your situation. But you wouldn't be evaluating anything unless you have something. Unless you have an investment. So you can make the purchase. Make it happen. Get one under the belt. Deal with the bad, good and bad experiences. Deal with it all. And then you know what you're looking at. And then you'll know how to... Uh, how to approach it. I think I'm beating it to death right now, though. <laughs> I think we're done with this episode. Or whatever episode. I don't like saying episode. I'm not used to that. We're done with this rant, but I guess we've got to catalog it, so technically it's an episode. And that's it, folks. Hopefully you're getting some, uh, some knowledge heading your way. Knowledge! And it does help you. Um... Let me know what you feel, what you're thinking. you have any questions, just let me know. I am very much ranting. There's a lot of particulars that get involved, but basically the premise of this is to say, do your thing. Use your knowledge. Do your due diligence. Trust yourself. And move forward and 